Welcome to Six Figure Coaches with Luke Charlton, where every week we interview a successful coach and break down their business. We take you behind the scenes in their marketing, advertising, and sales campaigns. We show you what's working. We show you their frameworks, their proven strategies, so you can implement them in your business to grow. Now let's bring on this week's guest. Here is your host, Luke Charlton. Hey, this is Luke Charlton here, and welcome back to the Six Figure Coaches Show. Very excited to have you here, and very excited to bring on our guest today. We've got another man. We've got some <laughs> amazing coaches. We've had so many amazing coaches already on this show, and super excited to bring you another one today. In just one moment, just before I bring him on to dive into his business and break down his marketing and sales process. Um, what I want to do is remind you that we go live inside the Hermit Hole. I'm not live, I should say, we premiere these episodes inside the Hermit Hole. That's um, my private Facebook community. So they premiere first inside that group, which is a free group for coaches to help you grow your business. So if you just go to thehermithole.com, that will take you to the Facebook group where you can join and we get access to these interviews before they get published on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. And then when you join that group, also there's other free trainings like my high ticket offer workshop, there is the nine email office that get clients free. Um, what's the other one that you get when you when you join? Um, I don't know. There's uh, the 15 minute client uh, workshop and how to get clients by sending one email per day. So there's a lot of great free trainings in that group just that you get just for joining. Okay, so go to thehermithole.com and um, and you'll get access to these episodes as well. So that being said, let me bring on today's guest. So today's guest, he mentors tens of thousands of people on how to, he's a coach, mentors tens of thousands of people on how to uh, create passive income with real estate. He's been featured on um, Inc. He's been featured in Forbes and many other media outlets. And I'm super excited to have him here today. Steve, Steve Davis, welcome to the Six Figure Coaches Show. Excited to have you here, mate. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Now, um, first question I'd like to ask our guests is just for some background on on you, you know, for the coach listening in. Can you just give me a little bit of a um, yeah background on, on how you got into helping people uh, in, in real estate? Sure. I think that my journey really started at age 16 when I picked up a Zig Ziglar book. It was actually given to me by one of my mentors. And I, I really wanted to be a motivational speaker to encourage people the way that Ziegler had encouraged me. But I didn't do anything with it till I was much, much later. I kind of lost sight of that goal, went into corporate America, uh, and I was doing really well in corporate America. I won a national sales contest. And then they cut my pay by 20 grand a year. And it warped my brain because I was working 60, 70 hours a week for the company. I placed first place in the national sales contest and they still cut my pay. And I decided that I was going to look for other ways to make money because I realized that having a job would never get me where I wanted to go. And that was when I discovered real estate. And I started investing in real estate started with single family homes, eventually went up to three, four, 500 unit apartment complexes and ended up with about 4,000 apartment units. Uh -huh. But what I did was it dawned on me that, yeah, I had 
more money than I'd ever expected, but there was something missing. And I realized that I didn't like real estate. <laughs> I was like, you know, I don't like managing this, but I had done a lot of work at a real, another real estate investor group. And I was teaching up there part-time mm. really. Yep. And I realized, man, that's what brings me joy that, that that's the fun part of life. So I converted all of my real estate to completely passive where somebody else managed it and I did nothing yep. and went full time into teaching and mentoring and coaching. And that is where the joy in my life really began to blossom was once I got into that point where I was teaching people how to avoid what I had gone through, you know, um, my parents suffered terribly with fears and insecurities about money. They were always yep. broke. And then I was suffering the exact same way. And I just feel like when I help somebody get out of that situation and they tell me, man, that's the best feeling in the world. Mm -hmm. And I want more of that. That's why I'm a coach. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. So when, tell me about your um, initial journey to, um, you know, to becoming a coach Did you, because you obviously you're quite successful in, you know, the investing side of things with, you know, a few thousand apartments and properties. Did you find that it was with that credibility, it was easy to initially attract clients? Did a lot of people know you at that stage for investing or were you pretty under the radar? Like how did you, how did you get grow your initial coaching business? Well, radio really was the kickoff for me. Uh, the other company that I was working for uh, part-time, I started doing their radio shows. Yep. So I got a tremendous amount of publicity out of that. People knew who I was. They knew my success story. They even knew my failures uh, yep. because everything was discussed on the radio show. So the radio show really was the beginning but I didn't, it didn't just instantly boom. I've got all these followers and all of this. I, it was still a lot of hard work. Mm. Okay. So tell me about then what, um, uh, so from the radio show, how did they, you just, did you actually pitch in the radio show or how did that sales process look like? Yeah. The radio show was actually a pitch for the other company. Okay. But I ended up leaving that company because I wanted to create a coaching system that didn't just teach you how to make money. It taught you how to lead a balanced life as well. Okay. A, a life that includes family, romance, fitness, nutrition, charity, all the parts. And that was how Total Wealth Academy came into existence and why it's called total wealth, not just money wealth or real estate wealth or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so did, did that answer your question? Yeah. Well, yes, it, it did. Okay. It did. I just want and, to make sure. And so, um, so you, so you moved out of the, so you, did you say you moved away from the radio? Or did you continue speaking on radio? Yeah. I started my own radio show. Okay. It took me a couple of years to do it. Um, primarily because of a non-compete. Yeah. And at the end of the second year, I started my own radio show. And I'm heard seven days a week in about seven different stations in Texas, 
yeah. but we podcast the shows and there we've got listeners across the United States and Canada and our membership is is people across the United States and Canada. Okay. And so are you still, so you're still doing, doing so you're still on radio to, to this day. Is that what? I'm yes. Doing? Okay, great. And how do you, that's interesting. So how do you, um, so you still get a lot of clients and obviously publicity from the radio show. And then now obviously podcasting is, it's still a pretty new phenomenon, right? It's been maybe like what, 14 years, 2008, I guess it started to get quite uh, a lot bigger. How do you compare podcasting to radio in terms of your, your results, I guess, from, from each? Well, radio has a specific audience immediately. In other words, somebody else has built your audience for you. Yeah. Whereas with the podcast, you've got to build your audience. Yeah. Uh, So the radio is extremely effective. Even just one day a week is incredible. You get a weekend one hour show and you're talking to between nine and 50,000 people. If you've got good material and you really care about your listener, mm. you're going to get tremendous response. But I don't want to discount podcasting at all. Uh, once we got a following and the people who do listen to the podcast, they do show up. They do enroll. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And I mean, I, I love audio. I mean, this is a podcast, right? But this is this is video. But we also turn this into an audio and I have my own um audio one so I, I love podcasting but you know radio is is it's similar to also audio right so um i mean what i love about audio is that people can just kind of listen to it while you know it's the only real kind of piece of like it's the only type of content that you can consume while you're actually doing something else like driving or washing the dishes or whatever um so it's very powerful in that regard that you know video doesn't have you have to be in front of your computer or your iphone or um, right written text so it's quite powerful in that way so with um with the with the radio like is there specifics because you know some coaches that are watching this they're quite specific in terms of their niche market right so some are broad in terms of they also help with real estate or they help with dating or relationships or whatever but some are quite niche down so would to your knowledge does um would radio still work for those coaches if they wanted to pursue? Is there like stations out there that you can talk about kind of more niche topics? Do you know? Absolutely. In fact, the weekend on most radio stations is designed specifically for that. Okay. There's one guy that's highly successful. All he talks about is your backyard, putting in a yeah. pool, a spa, the type of grill to put in. But yeah. he's highly entertaining in that he's got great stories, great case studies. If you've got good material, hmm. and again, you're focused on how you're here to help and serve the listener, I think you could go in with any subject. I think, you know, you mentioned relationships, marriage, sex, you could, it, we need shows like that, you know, yeah. with 50% of our marriages failing. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely agree that any niche, but you got to be good. Yeah, you got to yeah. really care about your listener. You have got to have good material. And I think, yes, the radio can work for even small niches. Okay, great. And 
Um, what's a typical radio? I mean, I guess it probably varies, but is it usually a third, half an hour slot or an hour slot? Is that generally how it works? Yeah, you can do a half hour slot and they range a small radio station to get started, maybe 800 bucks a week. Some of the bigger stations are $3,500 a week, but you're talking to 10 times as many people and it's only three times as much. Oh, that's, a, so, that's how much I was going to, oh, sorry, that's, how, that's what I was actually going to ask you. So, so you actually pay to get on your own slot. Is that how it works? Or do they also have to vet you? Obviously they would have to vet you, but. Um, yeah, they do. They do vet you. <laughs> they okay. vet you pretty hard, to be honest with you. Yeah. Okay. Can you tell us about that's That's interesting. Cause I mean, that's going to be my next question is like, what's the process to actually getting your own show? Um, can you tell us about that? Yeah. About that process, the vetting process, et cetera. I think the best thing is to be who you are, be credible, be, yep. have that integrity that you are who you say you are, that you're doing, yep. you know, no cracks in your armor because radio, if you got a crack in your armor on radio, it looks like this, yeah. you know, it's really this big. It looks like this on TV and radio. Yeah. Um, if you're really who you say you are, you've got good material. I would approach a radio station sooner than later, mm. sooner than later. Their vetting process is kind of like getting a credit report done. Yep. You know, they want to know that you're not a criminal, that you, your company really does what it says it's going to do. So they'll check referrals. Yep. Um, they'll listen to a, you'll have to do a couple of sample shows for them. Yep. And just put your best foot forward. There is no reason for any person watching this podcast to be afraid of radio. If you can do a podcast, you can do a radio show. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And so what's, I think, you know, being an actual expert is obviously a big part of the criteria that they, you know, vet you for <laughs> not being a criminal is important to, um, yeah. I guess my question is like, how do you, you know, cause getting into the media is all about pitching, right? It's all about, um, you know, the angle, like how do you tie it in with maybe what's relevant or can you talk about like, you know, the actual pitching of a, of a show? Is there a, is there a kind of best practice yeah. in terms of pitching your actual show as well? I can tell you my pitch was very simple. I went to them and I explained, you know, the statistic. So let me give you my pitch and then I'll analyze it. Okay, great. Yeah. I said, look, 95% of Americans are failing to retire by age 65. They're continuing to have to work. Only 5% of Americans retire successfully before or at 65. Yep. And it's because they use a map that I have. And what I do on the radio show is I share the map that the 5% of Americans are using to become wealthy. And I share it with the listeners. And mm -hmm. for, for my pitch, they then started asking me questions about that map. So that was literally my entire pitch that what, what was that? One minute, one and a half minutes. Yeah. 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 Then you want to whet their appetite. So what I was doing is I wanted to hit with a bold claim. 95% of Americans fail to retire something that's shocking. Then let them ask you. Mm. And the reason Luke is that sales is more about listening than it is talking. Yeah. If you go into the radio station and tell them I'm great, I'm a stud, I'm this, I'm that, 
you're wasting your time. They hear that every day, all day long. Yeah. But if you go in there with the material that you're going to use to serve your listeners, then let them ask you the questions mm. by accident. They will tell you what they're looking for because you can yeah. find it in their questions. Yeah. It's all negotiation, right? It's like you, <laughs> you tease out as much information from the other person because as soon as they're basically giving you it, the information to sell them, right? <laughs> it, it goes to Stephen Covey, mm. seek first to understand then to be understood. Right. Yeah. So go in there trying to understand what they want. Right. And then just give them what they want. Exactly right. I mean, they're the ones making the decision at the end of the day, whether to hire you or not. So you really want to find out what they what they want, right? It's pretty exactly cool. right. Um, okay, cool. So is, is radio your still the main way, radio and podcast, the main way that you get clients? Or is there other things you've added to the business? It's about 70%. Well, I take that back. It's about 50% of our clients come from radio, yep. about 30% come from television, and those are four-minute spots, not 60-second mm. or 30-second. The financial sales pitch is too long for a 30-second spot or one-minute spot. Yep. Yep. And then the other 20 or 30% comes from referrals. Okay, so you don't do any online advertising? We do, but almost all our online people are connected to either television or radio. Okay. We do a lot of online advertising, but it doesn't generate, but I don't want to scare people. It will generate for certain products, right? but financial products like what we are talking about, building a second stream of income with real estate, yep. it's just too complex for the web, at least at my skill level. Okay. Um, you mean everything we do on the web yeah. is to push them to the radio show. Okay. So we can say, yeah, we really got that lead from the web, but it was the radio show that pushed them over the edge. Okay. So you mean like the, <clears throat> to explain your system and everything, it's a bit too complex for a, uh, yes. okay. Would, do you have sales, but like, wouldn't you just send them? Uh, like to get book an appointment then if it's if the if it's a complex I mean most coaches listening right they have a system just like yeah we have a free sample class okay but it's very difficult to get people to make that leap from a little web ad online ad that says learn how to build wealth with real estate yeah to watching an hour course so we're more focused on learn how to build wealth with real estate, listen to our radio show. They listen to an hour long radio show that explains it. Yeah. And then they go, Oh, I want to go see that free workshop. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So you take a very, um, like an education based method to get your clients. Do you want them very, um, educated on your methodology before that was the next step after that they book a call like a phone call with one of your salespeople, or how do they sign up from there generally they if they listen to the radio show they'll go directly to the website and right on the main page it says sign up for the free sample class yep they don't even scroll down we've looked at it yeah they just yep. go there click that link and sign up for the free workshop okay and then what's what do you sell at the end of the free workshop anything yes that's where we sell a $2,000 program that we always discount if they'll join that day. Yep. And 
that program teaches them how to use single family to build a second stream of income. But I also have an advanced program for commercial real estate, apartments, self-storage, senior living, believe it or not, hospitals. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of people realize this, but hospitals are run just like an apartment complex. It's all about the net operating income. Yep. And then they sell the hospital as soon as the net operating income reaches a certain goal. And that's really where we where we're leading them is to commercial real estate, because that's where the passive income fr comes from. Single family is easy and it doesn't consume a bunch of time. Yep. but it's still work. Whereas yeah. when you invest passively in an apartment, you, there's no work at all. You, you read a report every three months and you're done. Yeah. With the passively, that's where you, is this where you're going in with like a like syndicated, like you go in with a, exactly. You okay. hit it. You said it perfectly syndication. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, so you, why not just, just curious, um, why not just skip the single family? Is it just to get some experience with this, with the investing in the first instance before you go onto the single Well, family? most people, good question, Luke. You have to have 70,000 or more to go straight to passive investing. Okay. So if someone comes to me and they've only got 30 or 40 grand, they're going to want to buy a couple single family houses to get started. Okay. And then once they've gotten to, I would say four or five houses, it's time to sell those four or five houses, get all the equity out of them, and then move to passive investing. Okay. And and then when you say passive investing, is that because you've just hired a company to manage the block of apartments or whatever it is that you're investing in? Yeah. The What we have is a guy or gal called a sponsor. So I'll give you an example. We bought a little 30 unit yeah. and it was 15 people. Each of them put up 50 grand. Yeah. So that was, I think, is that 750 grand, but the sponsor located the deal, negotiated the deal, underwrote the deal uh, and manages the deal. Yeah, yeah. The other 14 are passive. Yeah. They just put up their money. They do nothing but read a report every three months. Yeah. Okay. Did that make sense? Yeah, it did. So you basically just have to find a really good sponsor then that's as the, as the passive. Yeah. Investor. And that's what there's my forte. Okay. I am able to find incredible sponsors. Some of my sponsors here at Total Wealth Academy have won literally the city, state, and national awards as real estate investors of the year multiple yeah, nice. times. Nice. And yeah. the new ones, I train myself. If there's a new sponsor, uh, Joey's an example, his first deal. I mentored him step by step how to locate, underwrite everything, raise capital and manage the property. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got to have a good sponsor. Okay. And so is that so after the $2000 course is do they go into a coaching program or is it just basically like no, we've got these sponsors that we can refer you to and Oh yeah. No, that's the upgrade membership. That membership is 20,000. Yep. And it gets them to the legal status. You have to be what's called a sophisticated investor hmm. to passively invest. So I have 14 hours of additional training that gets them to sophisticated status. Yeah. And then they get unlimited question and answer with me 
to help them pick their first few sponsors and deals. Uh, okay. So sophisticated, that's interesting. So like that's obviously a, it's a regular, like a government regulation. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So you basically, let's say, let me interrupt. Let's yeah. say I'm a sponsor. Yeah. And a family comes to me with 300 grand and they want to get in my deal. Greed yeah. says, take them. Yeah. But yeah. you can't. You've yeah. got to go, are you sophisticated? Do yeah, you understand yeah. every part of this deal? Yeah. If they are not sophisticated and can't understand the deal, you can't let them into your deal. Who says, how do you, so does your course have to be registered with the government for? No. In fact, we're trying to get that done, but they are hard to reach. Yeah. Um, difficult to work with. Yeah. And it would take an act of Congress to get yeah. it done, yeah. you know? Yeah. So what we do is I just teach them everything that I teach my sponsors. Yep. So they have parity. The sponsor knows this much in most investments, like say you're in stocks. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk knows this much, you know this much. Yeah, yeah. With us, it's about like that. The sponsor does know a little more than the passive investor, but not much more. Yeah. Well, you'd want them to be to to be that way anyway, right? Because they're the expert looking for you got properties it. And, yeah. Okay. That's that's so basically so it's the just so I understand the your business model. They go into the two thousand dollar course generally, then they get educated and they come into the well, the twenty thousand dollar option is to get, get them educated to get that level where they can invest with a sponsor, is that right? Correct. And then I point? have about thirty-five sponsors that I've vetted. Yep. And we do somewhere between 40 and 50 apartment complexes, senior living complexes a year. Yeah. Okay. That's great. So it's actually, a, you know, this is what I want to show. Um, like it's a pretty simple business model when you just break it down um, yes. to your marketing and sales process. And this is what I want to show coaches. One of the reasons why I wanted to bring other successful coaches on such as yourself, Steve, is even with the really bigger companies like yours, the business models are actually quite simple. You know, like a lot of, um, you know, like uh, a lot of big businesses that it's not like they have like hundreds of like different courses that they're selling to get to whatever it is, seven, eight figures or beyond. It's usually just like, no, they've got like one core pro, like one main program, then they've got like a back end kind of big program after that. And yeah. keeping it simple, I think, I mean, I don't know if you could speak to that. Um, especially if you're growing, I can. simplicity is, I think is key. The more complex it is, you must always remember that anything that can be misunderstood will be misunderstood yeah. and at the worst possible time. Yeah. You want your product so simple that anybody can understand it. Anybody can grasp it and any confusion burns trust. If they get confused, they're going to not trust you. They're mm. going to think it's smoke and mirrors. You want to be wide open. Um, what What is the term when you can see what's transparent? You want to be totally transparent as to what you're doing. No surprises. And the people are grateful. They trust you and they take action. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, Steve, let me ask, what are some mistakes that you've made growing your your coaching business it could be sales marketing just general program delivery mistakes that you think other coaches should avoid in growing their business 
my whew, this one can can be painful to admit um ego um greed both of those things hurt me at one point or another one was without even knowing it luke i was being very arrogant on the radio and i'm right you're wrong stocks are stupid blah you know and i didn't even use that verbiage mm -hmm. but that was what was coming across because my ego was involved yeah so keep your ego in check stay as humble as possible be confident i love deepak chopra the way he says it he says do not feel beneath anyone mm. but do not feel above anyone either and with that mentality i think you can communicate very effectively with people mm. the second one was greed when i first started total wealth academy i was in a fear mode would i be able to sell on my own would i be able to pay my employees on time you know all the fears and insecurities that come with a new business were there and yeah. i let it come out in my seminar when i was in front of that workshop i wasn't seeing people i was seeing grocery bags yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i was like and and one day i was again deepak chopra he said you've got to detach yourself from the outcome don't go in there thinking about selling memberships. Think about how focus, how are you here to help and serve these people? Don't mm -hmm. think about money. Don't think about how many you're going to close. Don't think about anything, but how you're here to help and serve those individuals and families that comes across when you teach and people it's irresistible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When I hear something like Tony Robbins is like that. Mm. Every time Tony Robbins opens his mouth, I know he cares. Mm. It's just, that's him. Yeah. And I buy his products all the time. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. watch out for ego and greed. Those things are killers. Yeah. And I think that's, um, you know, I've had this a lot over the years with coaches that, <laughs> saying that, you know, that, you know, I just, I want to do coaching. I'm kind of, I'm not in it for the money, but I know that just from a, as a marketer myself running advertising, to coaches the 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 ads that get the best response is when you have some type of kind of monetary claim in them like obviously if you're you know helping people grow a business or in real estate or whatever that i usually get a, a really strong response versus other other angles and so what the reason why i bring that up is because the greed side of things and the ego side of things they can be very you know, silence type problems that you aren't really aware of that you think oh, no, I'm not you know, for the money, but so true being driven by it a lot. So I, I like your advice. And I, my advice is to just take a step back and actually check in on yourself and be aware of like, Hey, how much am I actually driven by? It's not bad to be driven, you know, to want money, but I, you know, or anything like that. It's, it's more of like, how is it, is it making you take, you know, negative action, right? And making you, make decisions that aren't in the best interest of you and your your clients right so being present is a good way to overcome that but i think a lot well, of people that realize that they are driven by that a lot of the time one of the things i always worry about somebody that says they're not in it for the money 
Mm -hmm. because you've got payroll. It may just be you, mm -hmm. but you've got payroll to meet. Yep. You've got bills. You've got this. The way that Stephen Covey put it in the seven habits of highly effective people, no yep. margin, no mission. Yeah. So if you're not making a profit, you're not going to be able to help people for a long period of time. Yeah. You can do it for a short period of time. But if your mission is to help and serve other people, you've got to make a profit. Mm. No margin, no mission. Yeah, I love that. All right, Steve, final question. Um, so you ask this of all the guests at the end. You're standing at the top of a mountain. There's a thousand coaches or thousands of coaches below you. And you can only shout one message to help them become more successful. What is that one message? Make sure. Wow. How do I put this? Make sure you believe what you're saying. Be true to your truth, yep. to your true belief in the product that you're selling. If you truly believe in it, that comes across to your clients and prospective clients and will, your business will grow and grow and grow. Yeah, I love that. Um, all right, Steve, thanks uh, again for coming on. Now, where Thank can... You the uh where can the coaches go to learn more about you and total wealth academy yeah the easiest thing is just check out our website totalwealthacademy.com yep totalwealthacademy.com also has a link to the radio shows yep. my recommendation for anybody i've been on the radio for 30 years um just listen to a couple of the radio shows that's all you need and you'll get a feel for my sales technique Yep. And I think that would be helpful. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean, for any coach that's interested in doing radio, I think that would be a, a great advice to go listen. Um, actually, you've given me a lot to think about <laughs> in terms of doing radio. I think it'd be a lot of fun, actually, to do to do the radio. Um, good way to grow your business, too. Uh, so, yeah, so go to Total Wealth Academy. Thanks, Steve, for coming on again. Uh, Thank and you. And up your time. And for all the coaches listening, and thanks again for tuning in. And we'll see you next week. See you then. Cheers.